You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 195. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. Now, this is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, a fiduciary, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And it is great to be with all of you today, our longtime listeners, our first-time listeners. And today's episode is Should I Buy I-Bonds? But before we get to the topic of the day, with all this bad news that's going on and Like I always say, bad news is always going on. As soon as the bad news that ends that's going on right now, we'll have new bad news. But it just seems particularly nerve-wracking with a lot of people these days. I mean, heck, high inflation, war, stock market volatility and dropping, negative returns year-to-date in the stock market and the bond market. So naturally, We're nervous. We're scared. We feel like we need to make some change to our investments. Maybe get out of stocks for a little while. Maybe get out of bonds. Get into something else. When this is the worst time to get out of your allocation of stocks and bonds. Why? Because they're down right now. We can't time our way out of this stuff. I go over it again and again. If there was academic research that would provide us a way to do so, well, heck, I'd be doing it with my money and all of my clients' money as well. But just an alert for you guys, there is no academic research that shows how we can again and again time the market. So instead of worrying about the things we can't control, let's worry about the things that we can. Let's start controlling the things we can control. And if we spend all of our time and energy trying to control the things we can't, we won't spend any time controlling the things that we can. What can we control? Well, we can control taxes. If you know that it's in your best interest to do a Roth conversion right now, now's a great time to do it. Stock market's down. If you're converting shares over from an IRA, That was up 15% more January 1st, and we expect that these shares will recover at some point. Doesn't it make sense to move it into our Roth right now? Let's control the cost of healthcare, especially if you're an early retiree, by getting the proper healthcare credits on your taxes if you are controlling taxes the right way. 
What about estate planning? Is your estate planning done or has it been updated? Generally, for family stewards, it's one of the last things on your list. But let's control what we can control and make 2022 the year that we either get our estate planning documents done or we get them updated or at least review them if we need to. What about insurance? Do you have enough? Do you have too much? Are you paying too much? Have you done an insurance review? This is something that is in your control. What about your investments? I already said we can't control them, but do you have an investment policy statement? One that you signed maybe when the market was doing better and you said, oh, I can handle this risk. I fully expect my portfolio to drop X amount because I signed up for it. It's a portfolio that you can stick with in the good times and the bad times. If you don't, have an investment policy statement, or don't know what one is, all of these reasons, your insurance, your investments, your taxes, your estate planning, if you're not on top of this stuff, that's one great reason to hire a fee-only fiduciary certified financial planner. Now, let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go. Should I buy I-bonds? Well, here's something else that you can control. We started this episode trying to figure out the things that we can control, worry about and do those things instead of worrying about the things that you can't control. So maybe buying I-bonds is the best thing for you, and that's something you can control. So in this episode, We're going to answer these questions. What is an I-bond? How do I buy I-bonds? What are the risks of buying I-bonds? And should I buy an I-bond? Well, the first thing we need to answer is, what the heck is an I-bond? There's been a lot of talk about it in the news, so I thought it'd be a great idea to do an episode on I-bonds. So I-bonds are Series I savings bonds, and they're interest rates. So think of them as inflation bonds. The interest rate on Series I bonds, savings bonds, is specifically indexed to inflation. And the rate changes on your I-bonds every six months based on the previous six months' change in inflation. This interest rate that's indexed to inflation is reset every May and November. So currently, the interest rate on I-bonds is an extremely attractive 9.62%. And as I said, the rate changes two times a year. So if you want to take advantage of 9.62%, now that's an annualized rate of return, You should go buy I-bonds now. But listen on, because maybe you're not a good candidate to buy I-bonds in the first place. But if you do buy, you're going to be locked in at 9.62% for about six months until that interest rate gets reset. And when it gets reset, it's going to be indexed to, again, the previous six months of inflation. 
So we expect that inflation will keep up. Why? Because we all suffer from recency bias and it's been high lately. So we expect it's going to be high forever. Now, when they reset, does it mean that we're going to see 9.62%? Heck no. We might see more if inflation data comes in that we're actually trending higher, which some people expect. Or with the Fed raising interest rates, we might start to get this under control and now your interest rate will go down. So I-bonds can be used to help you protect yourself from things like inflation. It can also be used, I-bonds, to potentially supplement retirement income, but I'm going to get into those limitations in a little bit. They can be used as gifts, even a way to fund qualified education expenses. Now, these I-bonds are subject to federal tax, so they will be taxed federally, but they are protected from both state tax and local tax. So these bonds, like I said, reset every six months. So you can cash in your I-bonds after one year, but if you do so before five years, you lose the previous three months of interest. For example, if I bought an I-bond today and I cashed it in 18 months later, I'm only going to get the first 15 months worth of interest. And finally, remember that it is an annualized rate of return. So if I would have bought an I-bond on April 30th, I would have been entitled for six months at an interest rate at 9.62% annualized for a year, but I'm only getting it for six months. So said another way, I'm guaranteed 4.81% as a return after six months, but then all bets are off for the next six months because I don't know what the inflation is going to be, what the next interest rate is going to be reset to, and I know that I'm going to lose three months, and I'll get into in a little bit that inflation, you could actually lose money on these I-bonds if we're trending with negative inflation. There has been years. I'll get into that. In just a little bit. So that's what an I-bond is. It sounds good so far, doesn't it? Especially in the environment that we're in right now. Now, let's say I want to buy I-bonds, or after this episode, I'm a candidate that there's a good reason for me to buy I-bonds. How in the heck do I purchase them in the first place? Well, if you would have purchased before tax season, you can actually use your tax refund to purchase I-bonds. And if you would have done so, you'd have actually been issued paper series I-bonds. There is a $5,000 calendar year maximum purchase limit through your 2021 taxes. So you'd file form 8888 with your 2021 federal tax filing to purchase the series I-bonds. But that's not the way people generally purchase I-bond. Bonds are also available for purchase electronically up to $10,000 per calendar year. So there's your first caveat. You can only buy $10,000 worth of I-bonds per calendar year. The first thing you need to do is open up an account at Treasury Direct. And if you go to savingsbonds.gov, you will get to Treasury Direct. Once you've done so, 
you will be able to buy and manage all of your bond purchases from that account. The site also provides a lot of useful information regarding how interest rates are calculated, the limits, any tax questions, gift options, and much, much more. And children under the age of 18 cannot, I repeat, cannot open an account or purchase bonds through Treasury Direct. But a parent or adult custodian can open an account that is linked to the adult's account and conduct transactions on behalf of your child. Other adults, like your grandparents, can also buy savings bond for grandchildren as gifts once the accounts have been established. So to unpack this, if you wanted to buy not for your kids, but just for you, and you were single, you can open an account and buy $10,000 worth of I-bonds each calendar year. If you're married, you can each open up an account and purchase $10,000 worth of I-bonds. And now that we know what an I-bond is and how we go purchase I-bonds, what are the risks of buying I-bonds? The first risk that I can think of is you have to manage the situation. You have to actually go open the account and buy these I-bonds and then manage the situation. Because if you go buy the I-bonds today and you get this nice attractive rate and then inflation falls off a cliff and generally It does. We don't know when it will, but it will drop. And the reason it will drop is because the federal government is doing everything they can to try and control inflation by raising the interest rates, which they just did this week by a half a percent, and by controlling the amount of money that is out there for people to actually use. So if you're not managing the situation, well, you could end up being stuck with very low interest rates moving forward and not taking advantage of things like online savings accounts that might start paying a lot more in interest in the future if the federal government keeps raising interest rates. Right now, we look at our savings account, especially at brick and mortar banks. We're like, man, I'm earning about six cents On my 50 grand that's in the bank, six cents a month, great. Well, if you actually have an online savings account, you might be earning 0.4 or 0.5%, which still is nothing to write home mom about. But as these interest rates start going up, brick and mortar banks are a little bit slow to react to raising your interest rate on your high yield savings accounts. However, online savings accounts that are insured by the FDIC, just like brick and mortar banks, tend to react to interest rates rising quicker, letting you earn a higher interest rate. So if you're sitting in I-bonds and you're one of those people that one day are like, I'm going to take control of my finances and you buy some I-bonds and you start looking at LegalZoom to get your estate plan in order and You look at your investments and make a tweak here and a tweak there. And you might try and re-quote your car insurance because you should be doing that every two years. But then you just forget about it for two years. Well, that's not managing the situation. That is a risk. 
And the second risk you have is even if you are managing the situation, remember, we know that we're achieving the over 9% right now if you bought an I-bond. But six months from now, we don't know what it's going to reset at. It might reset at something much lower. When I look at historical rates, I can see that the last couple of resets looked really good. And at an annualized rate, you're at 4.81% right now. And that's you're getting that in the first six months. But when I start looking all the way back, and this is available at Treasury Direct as well, to 1998, I see very little instance where you would be earning much of an interest rate, and in most cases, less than 1% for each six-month period, that you would be much better off in a lot of these time periods, not the last 10 years, but in CDs, in high-yield savings accounts, and better yet, in some sort of maybe stock bond allocation. There were very few times when I see the number even over 2%. The last two resets were a couple of times in 2008, November 1st, 2008, May 1st, 2008. We had a little bit over 2% that you would get for that six-month period. So the overall rate was closer to 5% annualized. But I also see negative rates. For example, in November 1st, 2008, your rate would be 2.46% for the first six months. That's what you're getting. Annualized would have been closer to five. But the next six months, we actually had negative inflation. So when we reset on May 1st, 2009, you were getting negative 2.78%. So here you were deciding you were going to take some action and you bought $10,000 worth of I-bonds for you. You bought $10,000 worth of I-bonds for your spouse. You bought 10000 for each kid. You got a grandkids. You bought 10000 for them. And you're feeling great because we're sitting here in 2008 when the markets are caving in and you just earned 2.46% for six months starting November 1st, 2008. We reset May 1st, 2009 and you're earning negative 2.78%. You actually lost money by doing what you did. And worse yet, if you would have pulled money out of the market to buy I-bonds when the market was starting to go back up because it was starting in March of 2009, well, now you're in trouble again because you took money out of the market, you sold low, market goes back up, you're in I-bonds paying negative money. Those, my friends, are the risks of buying I-bonds. So finally, The last question is, should I buy an I-bond or should you buy an I-bond? Well, first of all, you cannot use money that's in an IRA or a 401k to buy I-bonds. It has to be used with after-tax money. So I personally would not use emergency fund money to buy I-bonds. If your emergency fund is $20,000 and everybody should have an emergency fund and you need money from that 20,000 cuz you need to buy a new furnace for 10 grand well you're going to be forced to sell these i bonds before a year and now you're going to pay a penalty you went through all this work and you ended up losing money do not use your emergency fund money to buy i bonds the best way the best person who's a candidate so the answering the question should i buy an i bond 
is for the person who has a very bloated emergency fund. An emergency fund that is over three to six months worth of living expenses. If you are one of those that have more like a year or two years worth of living expenses, you are a perfect candidate for buying I-bonds. I have plenty of clients that have very large savings accounts, well and above the three to six months worth of living expenses. So one way to take advantage of this great interest rate for I-bonds is to take 10000 or if you're married, $20,000 and buy some I-bonds. There's no guarantee you're going to end up with a positive return. But if you're getting annualized nine point some percent right now, so for something in the first six months, chances are you're going to make money in the next year. So once again, if you have an emergency fund, do not buy I-bonds with it. If you have above and beyond your emergency fund, I would go for it and get an account on Treasury Direct and buy today. All right, here's the bottom line. We believe at Fortress Planning Group, because we look at all the data, that in the long run, stocks and even a mix of stocks and bonds will outpace I-bonds. We believe that the best course of action for a family steward is to get in a good, diversified portfolio of stocks and short-term bonds and stick with it. Investing extra money in the stock market when the stock market is low can be a great move, just like buying I-bonds. So if you have money above and beyond your emergency fund to invest today, you have a couple of choices. Well, you actually have three. Keep the money in your savings account and hope that interest rate goes up quickly. You could buy I-bonds, which is not a bad move, or... You could do like a lot of my clients have done is to invest in the stock market and bond market as it's low. We're buying low. So hopefully that market comes back up sooner rather than later. And now you made a very, very wise investment. And here is another thing that we believe wholeheartedly at Fortress Planning Group, and that is diversification. So if you have an extra $20,000 on the sideline right now, it might be a great time to buy $10,000 worth of I-bonds and $10,000 to put into the stock and bond market so that you can diversify your risk and inflation protection plus buying when stocks are low because that is the key. For everybody else that does not have money above and beyond their emergency fund to invest right now. Stay the course. Don't be upset that you can't take advantage of I-bonds right now because before we know it, that interest rate is going to drop off a cliff once again. If anybody has any questions, please reach out to the Best in Wealth Podcast and we will see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everybody. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. 
Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.